coming up on Just Elders Podcast. 52 episodes in a row. I told y'all that we were going to be doing our one year anniversary. And I'm just going to ask y'all to bear with us and give us one more week. Shit. I ain't going to lie. All these celebrity cats, y'all not acting manly lately, bro. I'm just going to be real. That's what, how I'm going to put it out. So, oh, man. Nah, I ain't going to lie though. I did do some bitch shit though. I did oh, some bitch man. shit. Uh, see, I'm a real, I'm a real one. <laughs> I'll let y'all know if I do some bitch shit or not. Hey, look, Keith been calling. Keith said we're going to be outside. Keith said Drake gonna dra- drop a new song, a new mixtape. Keith said, Keith said it. Everything Keith has said. Everything they have ever gotten historically, when they don't got their way, they resort to violence. So honestly and truly, the death of that young girl was on the city. I can go on on the limb and say, you would never hear me apologize, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> What I want us to realize, like, y'all, this is our moment. We in a moment, they going to read about this. We don't. Our freedom is not going to come at our convenience. Our issue of our generation, our country right now, like, is we do not want to sacrifice anything. Mm. What we owe it to uh, Joseph Lowry, we owe it to C.T. Vivian, we owe it to... 50 years from now, we're going to be talking about new ancestors. And that's us. 50 years ago, Dr. Lowry, Congressman John Lewis, C.T. Vivian, Martin Luther King. 50 years ago, these men were regular black men who loved and cared about black people. And they showed up. <clears throat> ready? Born ready. One day when the glory comes, it will be out. It will be out. Put your fist up. Oh, one day when the war is won. <laughs> Turn the song up. No man, no weapon formed against. Yes, glory is destined. Everyday women and men become legends. Sins that go against our skin become blessings. The movement is a rhythm to us. Freedom is like religion to us. Justice is juxtaposition in us. Justice for all just ain't specific enough. One son died, the spirit is revisiting us. True and living, living in us. Resistance is us. That's why Rosa sat on the bus. That's why we walked through Ferguson with our hands up. What's up, family? It's your boy Eldridge, and you are tuning into the greatest podcast to ever hit the airways. That is the Just Eldridge podcast. I'm super excited because we're about to record the greatest episode we have ever recorded. I have said that every single time, and I mean it every single time. 52 episodes in a row. 
I told y'all that we were going to be doing our one year anniversary. And I'm just going to ask y'all to bear with us and give us one more week. Shit. I know. It's a lot of shit that has happened. A lot of shit that has went down. And I feel like it should be addressed. Um, I think that us reaching one year is a huge, huge accomplishment. But um, I do think technically, if we're going to be real, if you go back to the, through the JEP crates, uh, we said that our. Nope. One year anniversary event was gonna be July twenty sixth. Technically, we said that. Yep. So, uh, <laughs> as y'all can see, man, y'all know on a TV show when a new season, like the character get like a new haircut <laughs> or a new a new outfit or something. Keith got some new sounds for the new season. <laughs> yep. So, get ready to hear Keith sounds. <laughs> As well as all of his, uh, mm-hmm. <gasps> damn. damn, all your favorite ones are still here. Shit. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, we got a, uh, we definitely got a lot to talk about, y'all. Uh, I said this before, the world is going to shit. I'm talking about Negroes are tripping, but we got something even more to talk about as it pertains to some of the more serious news that has happened. Um, we've, Lost some great warriors, unfortunately. Uh, some of our greatest warriors have transitioned to the other side. I will tell y'all, 2020, <laughs> this uh, new decade, <laughs> this new millennium, whatever we calling it, uh, we have experienced a lot. Like, And, you know, a lot of people have been saying that about 2020 for the longest. Oh, this is the worst year ever. Like, stuff going down. And... You know, I really don't participate in that conversation, but you have to admit 2020 has been a very heavy year as it pertains to uh, trials, tribulations, hurdles, impact. Um, we've seen a lot. So let's talk about it, man. Um, since we're here in the beautiful city of Atlanta, uh, Keith. Yes, sir. Uh, well, should I say Governor Keith? <laughs> hey man i told y'all when all this shit was popping <laughs> off this was not gonna be real i told you man like the governor doesn't give a damn bro so it's like hey look keep me calling keep said we're gonna be outside keep said drake gonna dra- drop a new song a new mixtape keep said keep said it. everything keep it said- <laughs> the only thing i didn't call that you called was the killings and that we wasn't gonna be busy coming out of the quarantine but you know we know how that goes now um i mean let's just talk about it bro like kemp has he's currently suing keisha lance bottoms (laughs) in the city of atlanta because she puts a mandatory mandate on mask like in the city she said if you're in the city of atlanta you have to wear a mask when you're in public so he like, fuck that. <laughs> like, <laughs> what'd you say? It's like, when your stepmama tell you to do something. Yeah, yeah, like, that's what it is right now. Like, Keisha, our stepmama, and she like, look, you better be in at 12 o'clock. And I called my daddy, and my daddy was like, man, fuck her, man. Like, shit, come in, we, just be cool. Just be safe. <laughs> like, who you gonna listen to? Your daddy. <laughs> you gonna listen to your, unfortunately, your daddy got more power. That's just the the situation. It's only the siblings that be sucking up. 
that's gonna listen to your stepmom for real. <laughs> and it's uh, look, look. This the reason why this is so even more fucked up. The mayor of Athens got a mandate. The mayor of Athens, Georgia, has a mask mandate. He ain't being sued. Then the governor comes out and says, "Although I'm suing Keisha." I still want y'all to be safe and wear a mask. <laughs> so this is all I got to say about that. One, fuck you, Kemp. You know, because you coming after our sister. Even though we don't always agree with Keisha on this podcast, you really harassing and disrespecting a sister that all she's trying to do is keep the world safe right now. You know what I'm saying? And it even hit more home to her because she got the shit. <laughs> The one person that we have to say has been going super hard, right? Other than being scared to shut down the belt line, right? Like, other than that, Keisha has done a good job. She done made sure people ain't getting evicted. Um, you know, I've been giving her props for all of that. So Keisha has been doing, uh, work on this COVID stuff and she catches COVID-19. So that's the irony of the shit. So not only the governor like, fuck you, you got it. Like, I'm suing your ass for making other motherfuckers wear it. Uh, you can't make this shit up, dog. You can't make it up. So to everybody out there listening, this is my stance on it. I wear masks. I wear masks. All of our events, we require masks for uh, people to come out. Um, so I'm with it. Keith, Keith, he be, he put on sometimes. No. <laughs> <laughs> Keith put it on sometimes, but in Keith's defense, he don't really be around people. Yeah, that's the thing too. I really don't be around people. When I go out though, I, I got mask in my pocket right now, just yeah. in case. You know. I stay one. You know, I, I stay strapped. I ain't gonna lie though. I be all my masks. It's like a political billboard. But it was, you know, <laughs> and that's the other thing too. See, I don't like the mask because I don't like people talking to me when I have my mask on. Like, oh, thank you for wearing your mask. Like, it's not a conversation. I got a fucking mask on. It's not a. It's not a big. It's not a political statement. You well, know I mean? but, but it is mine has defund the police yeah, on it. Is. And I got a free meal. A word? I went to a restaurant with that shit on and white boy like, hell yeah, I like that brother. <laughs> he like, I got you. I like, hell yeah. <laughs> so I be putting that shit on everywhere. <laughs> so but look. be like that one dude that walked in the Starbucks <laughs> and said, Yeah, yeah, you supposed to give black people free coffee for reparations. <laughs> and she was like, We uh, are She said she said, uh would you like would you like uh cream with that? <laughs> that motherfucker went in there and got some reparation coffee. So, oh, man. nah, I ain't gonna lie though. I did do some bitch shit though. I did oh, some bitch man. shit. Uh, see, I'm a real, I'm a real one. <laughs> I'll let y'all know if I do some bitch shit or not. So, I had a friend come in town and, uh, I was going <laughs> to the airport. I go into the airport and I walked in with my mask on. And you know, I used to work in the airport, right? <laughs> so, uh, uh, I know a lot of the police officers that be up there. <laughs> And I seen some officers. I had my mask. I seen some officers. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey, look. Turn I, that bitch inside. I, I, <laughs> I ain't turning inside down. I just conveniently started looking at my phone down at the ground. <laughs> but look, when I walked past, I was looking up again. <laughs> I, was looking, I was looking up again. Oh, oh shit. Man, that's funny. <laughs> But you know, you know, to the people out there too, because I think that's a lot of confusing. Because I was, I was down in Monroe uh, organizing, and I was passing out the flyer. And one old white lady, she was like, "I'm sorry, young man. I respect what you all are doing, 
But I can't take that from you because I don't agree with defunding the police. We need them in our community. And so to the people that don't know, um, defunding police, there's a, a, a meme that was out. I'm going to read the meme real fast. What does defund the police actually mean? Police will still be funded, but just not overfunded. Redistribution of the city's budget. Everyone gets a fair share. All right. So defund the, defund the police means that we are reassessing our values, investing in our community, investing in our people, funding our schools, funding our hospitals, funding our services and funding our infrastructure. That's all defund the police mean. It just means the city of Atlanta police officers and any officers in the country don't need a fucking tank. Why are we buying a tank? You know what I mean? So, like, to the people that, like, get caught up, I, I really do feel like sometimes, like, we get so caught up on small shit, people throw the whole movement out. Like, we say defund the police. Oh, we need the police. But you're not listening to what that shit even mean. You know, you're not even trying to learn. It's almost like Black Lives Matter. But all lives matter. Like, but, it, but it's, it's marketing. Yeah, like, it's... It's, 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 mar- it's marketing, and I don't think... I don't think the left does a good side or liberals do a good side marketing because as soon as you say defund the police, the other side takes that and says, right. you know what that means, right? It means take it away. Even though defund literally means just take some money away. It does not mean abolish. Right. But you do have that movement out here too. The abolish police movement. Right. Too. Right. So it's, it's, so it's, it's two confused. different movements. Exactly. So like it's a lot. A conversation that's happening but all i'm saying um we just got to reassess which goes to another thing going back to the city of atlanta uh uh felicia moore i tried to find a clip i couldn't find it um uh, felicia moore came out and she told keisha to keep her name out of mouth <laughs> so for those that don't know who felicia moore is that is our atlanta city council president um Atlanta used to have what they called a vice mayor. There used to be a mayor, then a vice mayor. Uh, they removed the vice mayor position, and now they have Atlanta City Council president. So technically, if anything was to ever happen to Keisha, I think Felicia takes charge. That's how that works. Yeah, so I think so. I could be wrong, but it so wasn't it Kwanzaa before it was. Nah, uh, it was a uh, Caesar Mitchell. Yeah, so was, I think that's right because they used to say if something happened to. Yeah, Cassine season Mitchell will take over. So, uh, yeah, man. So that all broke out because of the the water, the uh, not the water, the windy situation, the windy situation. So, um, unfortunately, man, there was a death that happened out there. There has been a couple of deaths. Um, a young sister got shot and killed. Um, recently, we um came together, and I just want to shout out to the community because. Uh, Crime Stoppers, they offered up $20,000 to uh, find the killer, but then the community came together and we raised another 30000 So um, there's 50000 to find out who this killer is, who killed the person. Uh, recently, the young man that was uh, targeted as one of the uh, suspects turned himself in. Uh, so we don't know where that's at. It's unfortunate, but this is what I want people to understand. This is the same shit that happened about three years ago, when that police officer got killed in Dallas, the movement was going really strong. A police officer got killed, 
and then everything they try to turn that one incident on the movement and that's why i got to critique uh, keisha on and i tell i say this all the time when keisha comes out on her press conferences when it's about the establishment she sticks to her notes she says what she got to say it's very strategic it's not too far left it's not too far right she right in the middle but whenever it's about the people Keisha don't even go and know. She just be freestyling. So when it came to this young girl being killed, Keisha getting up there, oh, it's over. No more talking. We're done. Like, but truth be told, they should have been cleared out the Wendy's. Like, when you got folk, you got folk at, bro, literally, these folk at Wendy's, I'm talking about this ain't movement folk, right? These are people at the Wendy's taking over, right? They throw, they don't throw bricks in folk windows. And got away with it. They don't pull somebody out the car. Got away with it. They don't shot at somebody and got away with it. So when you do all of this stuff and the police is telling the community, hey, y'all just stay out of there because that's what we're doing. Guess what? It's lawless. If I feel like the police is not going to do nothing to me, guess what? I'm going to get more confident in my behavior. So honestly and truly, the death of that young girl was on the city. That was on the city because that area should have been cleared out. And it shouldn't be connected with the Black Lives Matter movement and the people organizing to rectify and reform what's happening in our city as it pertains to police. And I don't want people to get distracted on that. Uh, Derek Bozeman, uh, on his um, Patio Chronicles, he laid it out beautifully. And if you don't follow Derek Bozeman on Facebook, go follow him. He literally just broke down like he's born and raised in this area. That Wendy's is two minutes from his house. He said it hasn't been a killing or a homicide in this community. And I don't know how long. So the fact that there's two in one week, that's a raise the eyebrow to what's really happening. So don't blame this on the movement. It's very convenient to lump everything together like uh, they're trying to do with the water boys. Again, now, every time there's a death or every time there's a shooting, we want to lock up all the water boys. All I got to say to the city of Atlanta, man, well, I want you to do your job. If we have police officers in place to fight crime, fight crime. Do your job. Ain't nobody telling you not to arrest killers. Nobody's not telling you not to arrest people that are trying to rob. We want you to do your job, but don't lump everybody in. Like the city of Atlanta being so lazy as it pertains to these water boys. Felicia uh more recently just came out and said she wanna shut it down. And here's a here's a solution to the city of Atlanta because everybody you got people out there going to the water boys trying to organize them. You got the city trying to lock them out. So here's a solution. Boom. City of Atlanta put a program, an entrepreneur program where you pay these young men to work. We have plenty of money in workforce development. Pay these, give these young men a job. Give them a viable option to make money. $15 an hour, partner with the Russell Center, partner with the organization, train them on real entrepreneurship. And then you say either you can be in this program or you can be off the streets. You pick one. And then anybody that continues to sell water that turned down your program, they are now, uh, do what you got to do. Get them off the street. But don't just tell young people, don't try to kill their entrepreneurial spirit. Like, that's what y'all doing. Like, yeah, because y'all, because truth be told, it's 2020 and black people are still scared of black people. 
Let's just have a real conversation. It's 2020. Black people are still scared of black people. Get over it. That's my advice to the city. Let's do it. In other news, Keith, I need you on this one. Our uh, first episode was Mr. Taco, <laughs> Mr. Uh, One Taco, and Danny was on the episode. Mm-hmm. Danny, the biggest Meg the Stallion fan. Oh, man. <laughs> ever. <laughs> man, Meg just got shot, bro. Now, have they came out and said it was for malice reasons? Like, was it an accident? I don't, I don't know the details on it. I just know she was shot in the foot by Tory Lanez. Well, I mean, they're not confirming or denying. All they're saying is that May got shot in the foot. Tory had a gun. Um, Meg isn't coming out saying Tory shot her, but the statement that it was a crime against her. Yeah, like I, know, I, I seen, I seen it was a crime. Like I seen, I've seen a lot of stuff. I seen people say, "Oh, oh, y'all, uh, nobody protecting black women," and I understand where that argument comes from. But if y'all ain't noticed now, y'all niggas joke about everything. Like, it, name one thing that we have not joked about. Oh, I mean, that's what we do. Like. We joke. I, like I'm, I'm, I'm trying to. I'm, I, I can't even recollect now. Recollect in my mind, like some of the inappropriate things that don't happen. But I've seen memes about every fucking thing. Yeah. So <laughs> the funniest one though is when they put Meg head on the uh, black lady head from uh, Harlem Nights, and they put Tory Lanez on Eddie Murphy body. <laughs> he said, "I'm gonna shoot your toe. I'm gonna shoot your toe." <laughs> She said, you going to shoot me now. <laughs> oh, you going to shoot my pinky toe. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I, I think that what happened was, was. That shit was horrible, bro. I, I, think, I think what happened was Tori's a little nigga with a gun. He got mad at May. Y'all, Tori is. May be out here popping. Tori, th- like, I ain't going to lie. First of all, Tori is 4'11". Tori Lane. I thought he said he was 5'2". <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> anything, <laughs> anything under 5'3". It's 411. <laughs> Tell me about your story. <laughs> hey. Hey, look. So, Tori, he's 411. Then this is Meg the Stallion. That's a lot. You already out your league. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know why y'all hanging out. <laughs> well, I think because Meg likes a good time. Like, Meg is known to just be hanging out with niggas. Like, she's with g Easy. Nigga, jump on my back. <laughs> Meet me. She just be hanging out with niggas, bro. <laughs> so look, Tori, I can see it now, right? You know, nigga, like, but you know how it is. Shot to come kick it. You're like, oh, bro, shot about to come through. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We vibing. You going to this party? Goddamn, you went to the party. You you talking to niggas at the party, trying to ignore me and shit. Like, yeah, nah. you ain't giving me the play. I don't bought the smoke. You know what I'm saying? I, I done supplied all the entertainment. Everything. And now you want me to give you a ride? You want to get out my car? Go go ride with another nigga? Fuck that. <laughs> Just the sight of your tall ass walking away infuriates me. <laughs> Two Tory Lane. Cause I got talk. I got. I gotta hold my brothers accountable, bro. Like I ain't gonna lie. All these celebrity cats, y'all not acting manly lately, bro. I'm just gonna be real. That's what, how I'm gonna put it out. I don't know what happened, 
But all I'm saying is even how he's responding on some real man shit, nigga, like come out and say what it is. Like you kind of like, uh, nah, he don't need to say shit. He just need to let this die down. Like, like, bro. You know, one, one thing about 2020, one thing 2020 has showed me. If you keep quiet long enough, <laughs> some bullshit going to happen. In Something the next is going to happen because I think what happened was he was like, damn, shit, I'm under pressure. I need some help. Then that nigga said, August, release it. Really? <laughs> Press the button, August. Press, press the button. <laughs> and then August released that goddamn bullshit. That's These niggas not acting manly, bro. Hey, man, I mean. For those that don't know, August, I've seen him. Has released a a new single, and and I feel some type of way about Rick Ross being on it too. Well, I think that's what made the song. A f- that's it. But that's just like how that's the do- only thing. Like if the song, I can um, honestly say, I would have never listened to the whole thing right. if Rick Ross wasn't on it. And he didn't rap first. Yeah, I wouldn't listen to the whole thing. So yeah. that that was strategic. Yeah, you right. But Rick Ross just lost some man points. That's not manly, bro. Like who Rick, who you gonna chew? Like, alright, let me for those that ain't heard it, here you go right here. I'm gonna let y'all hear this bullshit. Special moment in history. Huh. This should remind me when he did that shit with D Wade. Exactly. <laughs> First of all, before I even press play on the rest of it, like, like come on, bruh. Ross, you don't fuck with Will, bruh. Like you don't got no respect for Will, dog. Like, come on. <laughs> Like then nope. <laughs> <laughs> None at all. I'm gonna let y'all hear the rip rock verse. You hear that Matrix side out either. Bruh. Caught up in the Matrix. You forgot Jada Bruh, played in the Matrix. She was in the Matrix. Because she had the Bantu knots. <laughs> hey, that was a pettiest verse. Like, so, I'm not going to lie. That's where he won. He got he got Rick Ross on it, right? Because we, we rocking with Ross right now. And it's like, other than that, the song was trash. The idea of the song was trash. Like, and I've been defending this dude, right? But now, I'm just letting y'all know, I am now neutral. Damn. <laughs> I'ma leave Jada alone. I ain't gonna say nothing else about it. You know. Now, now. We ain't gonna say nothing until the pictures come out. Oh, it's coming. Like, I just wanna let, like, so to the people that are listening, like, half of this, well, all of this is Jada's fault. I can't say that. All of this is her fault. But honestly, you were already caught. If she would have came out and had a little bit more respect to what they had, I don't think we would have got this song. Yeah. Like, you caught it in. If you would have just came out, like, Will was giving you permission. Will was giving you permission. What happened? What did y'all do? 
And then you still wanted to be like I told y'all before. Is she not gonna talk for real? She don't need to talk at all. I've said that on the podcast, and so saying all that to say, I just the smartest thing Will and Jada could do is just don't pay this no attention. Let it suffocate and let it die. Because if you respond, it's war now. Yeah. You think that man ain't got screenshots? I will respect Will though if he did if he dropped a little disc record. <laughs> that shit would be fine. <laughs> and if he had like I, subliminals to I'm, Ross I'm, I'm, I'm a, and fifty I'm, cent, I, I, look, that shit'll be I, I'ma tell you why it's not gonna be good. <laughs> I'ma tell you why this shit not you know what's gonna happen? What's gonna happen? It's like when uh uh when Drake coming with some dope ass shit, right? And then my man from the uh what's my man? T Pusher just came out and just that nigga didn't do no lyrical shit. That nigga just came out and quoted his business. Long story short. I need these brothers to start acting like some real men. Um, I guess the, the song, the song, was, it was, I mean, to even do the song, it was lame. To even do the song was lame. To even have Rick Ross on it, it was disappointing. Good for your song, but disappointing for us brothers. Brothers down. City boys down. <laughs> we lose points. Yeah, we lost on that one. Like, we, we had a lead, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, what, what just happened? We were winning the game. You know what I'm saying? August got confident and tried to got them fast break and got hung. <laughs> that's that's what happened. Like, like nah, even worse, not hung. You know, you dunking that bitch bounced all the way <laughs> and fell, and he fell on his back. That's but the the game we got so fucked up. That song about to be in rotation. You think so? Yeah, it's Will. It's Will and Jada, bro. Mm. It's it's Will Jada and he had Rick Ross, but Rick Ross don't hit the same. He did that shit with D Wade and that song didn't pick up. Well, I'm just saying, Rick Ross ain't got a bad name right now. Okay, that's what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? Like Rick Ross is kind of legit. It like it ain't like he had a little Sammy on there. (laughs) Like he got he got somebody with a you know what I'm saying? With a you got like a credible. He got a what it is? He got a name brand rapper. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's you the go. best way to put it. Like, and, and a rapper that can hold his own. If you say something to him, he'll come back at you. It's not. Right. Yeah. So, I just wonder how much he paid for that shit. That's what I was just about to ask. I That's the question. How much was that verse? So, hey, these brothers ain't acting manly, man. I need y'all to uh, step that shit up. Speaking of being a man, my boy Nick Cannon. Um, all right, for those that don't know, Nick Cannon was recently fired, uh, from Viacom, right? Mm-hmm. Um, for some Viacom CBS, Viacom CBS, uh, for some anti Semitic statements they say he made. Yeah. Um, and for those that don't know, let me just play a little clip of it. Let me let y'all hear a little bit of it. So let's let's go to what it really is then when we talk about the power of melanated people when we talk mm-hmm. about who we really are as guys and, and right. understanding that our melanin is so power and it connects us in and he's a he's talking to professor griff right now richard griffin <laughs> who we found out his real name later on 
<laughs> let me let him. Hey, look. And one thing I like about it, Knit, like he in his bag right now, bro. That man just got finished watching all the hidden colors. <laughs> all five hidden colors. <laughs> he just got finished watching. Read the ISIS papers. <laughs> hey, look. My, 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 my dude is in his bag. Like, so he, uh, let me, let me say this truth carefully. <laughs> in a way that the reason why they fear black, the reason why they fear is because they, the lack that they have of it. So then when you see what, you know, Dr. Uh, Francis C. Wellesley talked about is that fear in that, 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 uh, Just genetic that annihilation. Deficiency mm-hmm. of when you have a person that has, ha- has the lack of pigment, the right. lack of melanin, right. that they know that they will be annihilated. So therefore, however they got the power, they, they, they have the lack of compassion mm-hmm. that mel- melanin comes with compassion. Melanin comes with soul that mm-hmm. we call it. We call it soul. We soul brothers and sisters. That's the melanin that connects us. Right. So the people that don't have it have are, are, a li- and I'm, I'm gonna say this carefully. He about to say this carefully, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Are a little less, and 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 where the term actually comes from? Because I'm bringing it all the way back around okay. to, to Minister Farrakhan to where they see that when he fucked up. Let me just tell you: if you want to keep your job, don't ever reference, quote, <laughs> or say anything about Minister Farrakhan. It, may not have the compassion or the the when they were sent to the mountains of caucasus when they when they didn't when you start talking about them caves and them mountains the only thing he didn't say was a yakub <laughs> <laughs> and he was not calling yakubias but on what the power of the sun that was that the sun then started to deteriorate mm-hmm. them so then they're acting out of Fear. They're acting out. Bro, my of nigga's in his bag. Self-esteem. Right now. <laughs> They're acting out of a, a deficiency. Mm-hmm. So therefore, the only way that they can act is evil. The only way they can they, they have to rob, steal, rape, kill, and fight or flight okay. in, or, in order to survive. Exactly. All right. So, if you haven't heard all of it, go back and listen to it. Um, it's a uh, it's a pretty nice size interview, but you know they take the clip and they say what they say. Uh, my thoughts on what Nick had to say. If you listen to what he's saying, there's truth in it. There's truth in it. But the issue is you're going to a level of information that people don't really be ready to hear that. I'm just going to be real. Like people, the average person is not the average black person. Let's just, I, you remember on this podcast, I talk to black people. The average black person don't want to listen and watch hidden figures or hidden colors. Just the the reality of it is when you start talking about, oh, we the Hebrews, or you start talking about white folks in the mountains and the caves, folk just click out and you automatically label the derogatory name of what? A hotel, right? Right or wrong. So, you know, I've always said I hate, you know, the term hotel because I feel like is. It's uh, disrespectful um, in how they're using it based off of who Hotep was and how powerful he was and how relevant he was to our people. It's like I've all, I've always said calling a, a, a conscious person of calling a person that because when most people say Hotep, they're talking about a brother that is overbearing, uh, always on this black stuff. 
kind of ignoring. They're not saying it in a positive way, right? Well, they're also also trying to say that it's also that brother that's using it to get the women. Like, right, 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 right. So, like, like hey, my queen, and so not, it's not a bad. Stupid. It's I'm just saying they they took the name Hotep and made so taking the name Hotep and making it a negative thing is just like calling. Let's just call these hoes Michelle's. You know what I'm saying? Like in 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 like referencing Michelle Obama. Like, oh, that's just a Michelle over there. Mm-hmm. Oh, there go a Michelle. And like, and folk would be like, for folk because there we go a queen. Is that because exactly because we know who Michelle Obama is, right? We we respect Michelle Obama, her contribution to the culture, and she's so loved by the people. That would be crazy. That would be crazy. You're like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Nigga, why you being so disrespectful? So when you know who Hotep is, you sit, you feel the same way. You're like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Like, why you being so disrespectful? So a lot of this uh, Nick Cannon's statements and a lot of reason why people like are not in an uproar because they don't know that history anyway. I just want to let people know that. This segment is brought to you by today's mathematics, which is knowledge build, destroy all being born to born to all my five percenters out there. You know, you got to keep it real. This nigga, they ain't paid us shit. <laughs> they ain't paid us shit. You got to know, know today's mathematics. God. <laughs> hey, hey, but look, so what I'm saying to the, what I'm saying to the people like, like, don't be so quick. Just because you don't understand it, we got to do a better job at trying to seek the understanding and just finding out. And just know, because I'm going to just be real. Like, y'all know my rule. Don't talk about what you, talk about what you know. Well, this is what I want to ask you, because Shannon Sharp brought this point up. Why is it, and, and maybe you know, why do black people have to denounce their leaders and their thought leaders and who they listen to where white people don't have to do, like, Donald Trump does not have to denounce David Duke. Right. But he's still saying what he wanna say. But Obama had to hell he couldn't say nothing about Farrakhan. He had to denounce he had, his he had preacher. To Farrakhan, um, What's uh, his name? Wright? Richard Wright? No, 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 no. You, if you wouldn't have said that, it would have uh Oh my goodness if you wouldn't have said that. What's his name? What's the what's the Reverend name? Anybody in the room? Hold on, hold on. Jeremiah Wright. Yeah, Jeremiah Wright. Like you would not what? I just see the picture of him. Yeah, I'm I, like, I know the nigga picture. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god. Uh, yeah, like so. Uh, and it, and and you know, Jeremiah Wright even spoke about it. He spoke about that um, Obama. When he gets to that level, they're gonna have to separate. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because that's what they do. What they do. That's why. Again, go back to what Keisha did. With the uh, shootings that happened at Win- in Wendy's, they tie it all together. They never let black people, whenever it's a negative thing, all black people are together. Just know that. That's what they do. Black people, like, you know how people always say, oh, we can't never come together. Black people always da 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 But conveniently, when it's some negative shit, it's all black people. Like, oh, we got to do better at this. We got to do, like, that's the only time they want to tie us together in one thing. So, like, the reason why, the ultimate reason why black people have to denounce their leaders and their beliefs is because they're not free. Uh, Shirley Chisholm, she said, and Hosea uh, Williams, unbought and unbossed. 
unbought, unbossed. The thing is, the reason why I think because uh, Nick Cannon came back and he apologized and he put out a couple of statements and people were surprised. Like, first of all, he put out one statement. <laughs> this is again, this, <laughs> this is why I'm mad. Cause the first statement he put out was, I said what I said. <laughs> uh, I'm a real boss. <laughs> like the first statement, he was like, fuck y'all double down. And I'm like, Oh shit. I'm like, I'm fucking with Nick Cannon. Like, I'm about to go get my turban. <laughs> I'm about to go buy me a Nick Cannon turban. So then they said they start taking that nigga job. Start taking away money. And I told this to Keith. I think I don't even think he apologized for himself. I think he apologized because he hires so many people on Wildin' Out. You gotta think about it. Nick Cannon, I think I I honestly truly think Nick Cannon got enough money. To stand ten toes down on what he said, and you also have to look at what he's done with Teen Nick and how influential he is with like bringing black shows. Like he's like, he has a lot of shows on there for black kids nowadays, a, and you know he don't want to give that up. Yeah, know? so like you got to think. I mean, just Atlanta, it hit home for us. Like what he did for DC Young Fly, like DC Young Fly became like he was just a funny hood cat, bruh. On Instagram roasting, bro. I really want to just take one day. I want to just do like case studies on like, you know, online influencers and how they grew. Like, but DC Young Fly is a beautiful story of a dude from Atlanta. Funny. And everybody went to school with a DC Young Fly. Nigga that can roast. Nigga that would tear your ass up in the classroom. He just brought it to online. Nigga that was in the band. <laughs> Look, <laughs> all of that, right? And then when he got on Wildin' Out, that just propelled it because that's how you got the South 85 and all like all of that stuff with birth out of the opportunities when he would put on wild and out. So I really feel like Nick apologized because he hired a lot of people and instantly they career was gone. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I can imagine the phone calls Nick would get. It was almost like when, uh, B2K, they said they were going to beat up, uh, Omari. <laughs> When they found Omarion. <laughs> well, Omarion said, all right. Now, they can fuck my baby mama get wet. It's Omarion and the, Bow Wow. The whole tour canceled. The whole tour canceled. All y'all niggas stay home. Hey, look. Hey, they were like, hold on, nigga. Hey, I don't give a fuck about what that nigga doing, but if he fuck up my money, hey, like, he, everybody was mad at bro. And when you think about it, them niggas got to be double hurt. Because right after that concert, COVID hit. But that means ain't performing for about that, two and that a half That means my local money. Like, my little local. And look, I had tickets to uh the uh <laughs> one here in Atlanta. Over. <laughs> they, had they, don't, they just emailed again that they rescheduled it. Mm. They pushed it out. But, yeah, yeah, that that's the one concert. I ain't going to lie. That should be lit. Yeah, I mean, take you back to the day. And, you know, Nigga. all them shoulders used to. Yeah. Bro. Yeah. I had tickets. I was excited about it. So. Uh, my thing to Nick Cannon, this is what I want to say to his brother, man. Uh, you know, one, I'm gonna be real. Like, some conversations, like, I don't even think Nick Cannon got a platform where people are ready for that conversation. Well, I, I don't even think you didn't, you didn't even play the, uh, anti Semitic part. You see, that was just like the, the savage, right? But him so, talking about white people. That that's not why folks but, was mad at him. But it, but I but the reason I played that part because that's the part I agree with. Uh, 
me and uh Maoli was talking about. We were just talking about, you know, the work we're doing in Monroe, right? The organizing we're doing down there and uh we started getting pushed back immediately. We put up a, a petition to remove the monuments. They put a, a petition to keep the monuments up. Uh they start uh, posting pictures of guns. I'm tired of these kids whining, oh yeah, I'm gonna bring my gun out there like these folks like but that's their nature. Everything they have ever gotten historically, when they don't got their way, they resort to violence. Yeah. From the uh Native Americans with the giving them blankets and small pockets. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Giving blankets with small pockets and it's like they have always their rebuttal to everything is violence. No, and that's true. Um, but hearing conversations about it, they say the one part where Nick messed up at is tying it, trying to tie that in, uh, with your genetics. Right. Once you, once you try to tie that in with your genetics, then they, then, then it allows white people to say, oh, you know, black supremacy, y'all being racist. We know what it is. You know, if you really studied this stuff, you read it, you know what the truth is. We know what it is. But for a white person outside looking in, as soon as you try to tie it in the genetics, they automatically are going to, like you say, push back. Oh, well, now you're being racist against us. But if you go off of facts, historical facts, you can't dispute that. Right. We know what you've done historically. And right. I think, I think that's where we have to keep it. You know, I think the other and part stay of with, it, stay with the, stay with the facts. Yeah. And then also, it, a lot of this goes back to, again, ownership. Mm-hmm. When you can say one thing I love about Derek, Derek said they can they can remove me off this show today. It ain't gonna stop nothing I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I ain't gonna apologize. I'm gonna keep moving. Same thing with me. We say a lot of shit on this podcast. Don't know about we find our own shit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. We find our own shit. I'm gonna say what I'm gonna say. You wouldn't. I can go on on the limb and say you would never hear me apologize, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> like. Might have to cut that out. Yeah. <laughs> no, as what, soon as we get the bag, <laughs> bro. He's when, when I've when I've said, like when I say this, I will apologize on what I said has offended you. But typically, when I say stuff, like typically when I say stuff, I don't need a thought about it, or I really feel passionately. This just what it is. Like, mm-hmm. I ain't. Gonna, all I'm saying is. You ain't gonna see me apologize to no white folk. <laughs> now you might see me apologize. I might say some shit to some sisters, <laughs> yeah. and I might get in trouble. AKA Issa Rae, right? <laughs> like, like, like. But saying some shit to some white folk, apologizing for that? Yeah. Nah, bro, I don't see it. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you you say you can't see me apologize for that? No, 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 I'm saying I can't. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, 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 the only thing I can see is like, like I said, in Nick's case, I can understand that because I, I just learned what he said was anti-Semitic because I always thought, you know, it's like a um, stereotype, right? right. The, like the stereotype with black people get, oh, you black dude got big dick. Well, that's a stereotype, but you ain't, you ain't ashamed of it, <laughs> right? I always thought a stereotype of Jewish people being rich and controlling banks was like a. Good thing, like, oh, you got money, you control banks. But to come to find out, no, that's what got them killed the first time. So, all right, now I understand. But do they? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's just, but that's just, that's what they say. You know what I'm saying? That's, so now I've learned that's an anti. Because I always thought that was a good thing. I was like, well, you own, you know, right? 
you know, that's rich. That's rich nigga problems. That, that too. That's, that too. That's, that's rich nigga problems. <laughs> I also feel like when you get to that level, is that too? I'm like, I'm, I'm just gonna be real. Black people getting their ass kicked left and right for you to be like. I'm sorry. I just want to know what the fuck 50 Cent says to these people because this nigga, he don't well, get canceled, though. Well, I because I think 50 Cent is really caning. Like, 50 Cent ain't saying nothing on the behalf of black people. And power, 50 Cent is talking for 50 Cent. Yeah. Like, I don't think people threatened by 50 Cent because he's not trying to organize black people at all. Mm-hmm. Like, 50 Cent is a very indivi- individual. Like, he just... He gonna say what I want to say. I talk about black folk. I talk about white folk. I talk about gay. Folk. Like, I talk about anybody, but it's never anything empowering. Yeah. Like we want to get mad when you're beginning to empower people. Like you just said, Nick Cannon has been making moves that are empowering, right? Mm-hmm. Like you know what I'm saying. He has been moving in a certain way that's revolutionary. Mm-hmm. Like you giving black people jobs, you giving black people opportunities. Like Fifty Cent, he. Had, you know, and then you know what everybody else say. You can't say what he ain't doing behind the scenes. To, I don't it, know. Cause it, even it, with Hove, his behind the scenes, scenes shit comes out. Yeah, it leaks. 50 like, Cent shit don't never come I, out. So I think that's why you don't cancel 50 Cent because 50 Cent is, he's not, he ain't really a revolutionary. Like, yeah. he's not a real, he's not a real threat. He's not a real threat. Yeah. Like, why? Why would I do it? Like, yeah. so, I mean, and, I'm a 50 Cent fan. He's like he's like Lil Wayne in a sense, like how right. he's not revolutionary yeah. at all, yeah, at all. So and then let let me tell y'all, it, me and 50 Cent got a weird relationship because I'm a 50 Cent fan, but I don't like him. If that makes sense, like I'm just a fan of I I, I see how he markets, I see how he has positioned his brand to be what he want to do, but I don't like him because he could do so much more. But that's just personal, yeah reasons for that so in light of all of this man um what the reason why i wanted to do this podcast today instead of doing our one year anniversary because it is a lot going on and the time i want people to recognize this i want people to recognize there is a shift happening all right so and i don't want us to get caught up on oh this is um coincidence this is by chance. I just want y'all to be very clear. A lot has happened in this seven months of 2020. Like, that you would never have guessed. You go through from the pandemic to the iconic lives that we have lost to the uh, police brutality that has happened to the results of the movement and to the uh acknowledgement of the movement to the symbolic changes that we've received like that we are in a historic moment and today what i want to talk about is we just lost this year we lost three very iconic um leaders to our movement uh earlier this year we lost the great joseph lowry I think um, he passed away uh, March 27th at the age of 98. That's when he passed away. Um, Then we recently just lost Congressman John Lewis. (laughs) July 17th at the age of 80. 
on the same time, at the same time, at the same time, we lost C.T. Vivian, Dr. Reverend C.T. Vivian. We lost him, and he was the age of 95 years old. <laughs> now, I'm going to be real. At 95, you don't live the whole life. And C.T. Vivian, if you don't ever seen or met him, he was, to the day he died, a joyful, very pleasant, like, loving brother. You know what I'm saying? And and the reason why I'm lifting up C.T. Vivian a lot, because I feel like, unfortunately, his death is going to kind of get overshadowed to Congressman John Lewis. Because Congress is more, he's more famous. Mm-hmm. He's more well-known. Good Trouble. Yeah. Good Trouble, Selma, all the stuff, like. We know who that is, but I want I, this is what I want people to think about. Most of the, the reason why we really love and respect these brothers is because of the work that they did in the sixties, work that they did fifty years ago. Right, fifty years ago, Doctor Lowry, Congressman John Lewis, C.T. Vivian, Martin Luther King. 50 years ago, these men were regular black men who loved and cared about black people. And they showed up. 50 years ago, they showed up in spite of their schedules, in spite of their personal desires. They just showed up for our people. And I think we get so caught up on, and I say this all the time, I'm going to say it again. We get caught up thinking like like these people were like superheroes. Nah, man, these were just regular people that realized, man, I need to do something. I need to be a part of this. And what I want us to realize, like, y'all, this is our moment. We in a moment, they going to read about this. We don't, I done did a whole episode on what we got to do, what to do when you're sick or tired. That's a whole episode on this movement. But Keith, like for real, for real, like right now is our choice to either, because we've been making jokes about it off, off mic. We've been making jokes about, man, the movement about to be over. Drake just released a mixtape. Uh, uh, power about to come back out. You know, all that entertainment shit that we love. Hell, Joe Budden said it on his podcast. Joe Budden was like, he was like, I'm mad. I'm talking about politics right now. Yeah. He was like, I'm mad. He was like, I just want to get back to talking about the new music. Like, that's what people want. Ignorance is really bliss. And look at the state of the country. Corona coming back, but ain't shit closing. They still, every, because we, Six Flags just put out an advertisement. They open. Like, our issue, our issue of our generation our country right now like is we do not want to sacrifice anything Mm. we don't want to sacrifice a summer we don't want to sacrifice a party we don't want to sacrifice any luxuries of dining in we don't want to sacrifice the ability to breathe without a mask on like we don't want to sacrifice nothing so that's why we're pushing back so hard on something that you can't push back on. The reality of 
the reality of the situation is COVID-19 is here. It's here. There have been countries that have faced it just like we faced it, but they addressed it absolutely differently. And that's why their numbers look different. Like, and I think, I really think folk, like, think we in a movie, bruh. I think people think this shit like a movie, like, uh, it ain't that serious. Like, this shit really ain't real. Like, folk, like, uh, only a hundred thousand people. Look at the numbers. Well, I mean, I will speak to that part because people, they do look at the numbers and it's not real because they'll quickly say, well, more people die from the flu. More people die from drunk driving. Hell, more people die from accidental gunshots so, than coronavirus. And your governor, your, you know what I'm saying? You're like, your government, period, is not taking it serious. So the issue is, even on those, right? Because in Georgia, we have 128,000 confirmed cases. Um, we've had uh, 3,105 deaths here in Georgia. Um, in the United States, is 3.78 uh, million confirmed cases 142,000 deaths right um the difference between COVID-19 and the flu we don't got thorough COVID like we got thorough flu right (laughs) we ain't got uh proven remedies you know on how to like we don't know what it is it's still science developing on how you really catch it like you just don't know that's the difference. The difference is you're not really scared of the flu because, like, I know how to cure the flu. If I got the flu, and I can cure the flu today with no medicine at all. Like, I know <laughs> I'm going to get my tea. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm a... Uh, Akinesha. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, there's a level of knowledge and remedies that we have against the flu and confidence that we have. Like, so that's why I don't really like the comparison, right? I don't... Can't really compare because it's not the same thing. It's something different. But my my whole point of this is to the people like like yo, if there's a chance that doing something as simple as taking off our mask, oh, if there's a chance of doing something simple as wearing a mask and stop the spread, just in public, just in case, let's wear the mask. So what I want people to realize is. 50 years from now, we're going to be talking about new ancestors. And that's us. We're going to be talking about us. And we're going to talk about what we did and how do we make change. We've had a conversation of pass the torch a million times. There's no need to ask for somebody to pass the torch anymore because the torch is now being left on the ground to be picked up. Um, I'm not aware. I'm not saying that there's not, I'm not aware of who was the person who was groomed and trained by Joseph Lowry. I don't know who was groomed and trained by Congressman John Lewis to take over his congressional district. I don't know who, uh, CT Vivian was grooming and training. I don't, I don't know who these people are. I'm not saying they, they had, they didn't have anybody. I'm just saying, I don't know who they are. Whoever it was, they were not as public. I'm going to be honestly and truly, I don't necessarily, because I know they have like infrastructure 
and uh, they're a little more organized than most organizations. So it might be somebody in place. But I don't even know who's set in place to take over for the Honorable Minister Farrakhan. I don't know. Like, when you think about when there was Elijah Muhammad, you had a Malcolm X, and then at one time, uh, Minister Farrakhan and uh, Khalid Muhammad. Like, who is that person now? Again, huh? Your brother Rizza, Rizza Islam. True. He, he has that new uh, message to the young millennial, and, you know, he's he's been speaking a lot of truth to power. He is. I haven't. And again, maybe it's because the time ain't went by yet. Because it, it like you don't become Dr. King didn't get that holiday until uh, Coretta Scott King died. I mean, Coretta Scott King fought for it after he died. So like sometimes you just need that time for the groundswell to happen of the work you done and who you were, right? So um, right now there's just a lot of work to be done, and I just want us to really. Pay attention to this moment. Don't get caught up in, um, don't get distracted. Like, cause I get it. Like, I'm not one that want to, you'll go crazy when you think about how many fronts we got to fight on. We got to fight politically. Um, we got to fight in business. We got to fight in education. Like, you'll literally go crazy. So you got to pick your lane and just stay in it confidently and fight. But I don't want people to get too distracted um, with everything that's happening in the world. And I want people to pay attention that there's there's something to say when we losing this many iconic leaders during the time that we're losing them in. Like so it's like we're losing experienced war veterans in the middle of a war. That's kind of heavy to think about. We're losing brothers that we know stood up, made change in our community and fought for us during this time. So that's why it's so important right now. So, uh, yeah, I just don't I don't want us to get distracted with everything that's happening right now in the world. Um, what we owe it to uh, Joseph Lowry, we owe it to C.T. Vivian, we owe it to Congressman John Lewis uh, to really, one, remember their names, right? Continue to say their names, continue to tell their stories. Uh, we owe it to them to elevate their work. What were the work that they did in the community? Uh, how can we take that to the next level? Uh, we owe it to them to never disrespect their sacrifice. Um, y'all have heard me say certain things about um, certain iconic leaders and how they're moving now, but we can't take away from what they contributed in the past. So we can never disrespect their sacrifice. Uh, we owe it to them to reconcile uh, anything that was unreconciled in our community. Um, we just have work to do y'all. And I don't want us to lose this moment. And I don't want us to think that we are so insignificant to the process because we don't truly understand our value to this movement. Don't think you're insignificant to the process. Don't think, oh, you know what? I ain't got to show up to this rally because, you know, I got to work. I'm tired. Like, like it, 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 we can't, our freedom is not going to come at our convenience. Our freedom not going to come at our convenience. Uh, the doing the work is not going to always work. Oh, well, I'm going to do it. I ain't going to do it today because I'm tired. I just got off work. 
or I can't come this week because I'm supposed to be going to this brunch with my friends or I got this event. Like at, at some point, you just got to admit to yourself either I want to be a part of this and I'm going to do what I got to do or admit to yourself that it's not that important to me. And truth be told, it's a lot of people that this work is just not that important to them. And they would just sit on the sideline. And guess what? The way this work works, even if you don't do anything, you're going to benefit from the those that are doing something. But you just got to make your mind up. What type of person do you want to be? Do you want to be a person that when you look back, you can say, you know what? I was a Professor Joanne Robinson of my time. Uh, Professor Joanne Robinson was the sister who stayed up all night and with two of her students printed flyers telling people to boycott the bus really helping get that part she was a, a a huge contributor to it right and once the boycott was successful and then dr king endorsed it that's when it lasted for 381 days but it just started with a regular sister at a uh, a, a professor at alabama state university who just did her part it was just a regular ass person like so Again, like y'all, we just lost giants. We just lost giants. And these are shoulders that we stood on. This was work that validated our cause. Like, it's still more work to do. And it's some giants right now that are honestly sleeping. We always talk about stay woke. It's some giants inside of us that are sleeping. It's activists inside of us that we haven't unlocked yet. There are scholars that we haven't unlocked yet because we're not doing the work because we don't think our contribution will make a difference. And it will. So uh, today, what we just want to come on and say, don't get distracted. We know a lot of work, a lot of the world is going on. I get it. Met the stallion, got shot. I get it. August Alcina just released a song. I get it. Um, it's about to be new shows on TV that we want to watch. Uh, I understand that local politics is going crazy. Like, but don't get distracted with that work and understand that we got to continue the legacies that we lost. And I think there was work to be done before CT Vivian, Congressman John Lewis uh, passed away. But I think the significant part about them passing away, it truly shows that an end of the, this is the end of an era. It's the end of that civil right. We always talk about, you know, it's so many t-shirts out here, right? Oh, be Martin. So you got to be Malcolm or we ain't our ancestors, right? You right. Uh, you can catch these hands. You're right. You're not your ancestors. Your ancestors done their part. They ran their race and we're seeing that race come to an end. And now we want to see how are you going to run? What organization are you going to join? What movement are you going to start? What uh, revolution are you going to spark? Like, how are you going to do your part in this process? Really ask yourself and have conversation. Like, we got to begin to ask conversations with our friends and our family. And we got to begin to look at them like, I ain't going to lie, everybody around me. And I call them out because David, right? Y'all know David. That's my best friend. And um, I haven't seen David in a little while. David, he uh put up on Instagram. He was like, yo, I wish Atlanta was serious about it. It was like a video of some cats in Detroit in a store shutting it down. You know, uh, what's the name of that group, uh, Keith? They, they shut it down. Dang. 
I can't remember the name of the group, but it was a group. Well, we we not we we not uh not that we not fucking around. That's uh, that they knew. We talking about um man, this shit is in my DM. I'm gonna find this. But anyway, it was a group that was going around. They were shutting down the grocery stores because the grocery stores were mistreating black people or black women. And Keith was like, uh, Dave was like, damn, I wish they were about this serious in Atlanta. And I just hit them back. I was like, shit, they is. Like, you just got to come out. And this is my home. But I'm like, like, nigga, you can't judge what's happening in Atlanta if you're not showing up. And that's what a lot of people are doing. A lot of people are like, oh, we, we tired of that marching. We need to do da 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 da. All right, do that shit. Oh, I'm tired of goddamn peaceful shit. We need a, a drop squad. Bop, bop. All right. Do that shit. Like, at this point, we just want you to do that shit. Like, let's stop talking. It's done. Like, we can't, no, we no longer get to lean on the work that Congressman John Lewis was doing. We no longer can lean on Joseph Lowry work, Dr. King work, Malcolm X work, C.T. Vivian work. We no longer can lean on that shit. They not here to do that shit no more. They no longer in the game to shoot the buckets that we weren't shooting. So now you got to pick up the ball. You got to dribble. And that's our challenge to you today. We say this every week. We love y'all. We need y'all. But most importantly, we can't wait to see y'all next week at our one-year anniversary. Thank each and every last person that has been rocking with us. Thank you, Keith, for holding it down. We got a lot of surprises to let y'all know that one year we're going to a whole new level. And our goal on this podcast is to truly be a voice and a movement to the people. We are.